Welcome to Empowering Her with Monica, the podcast for every woman. Empowering conversations for women, about women, and with women. Conversations on navigating and surviving the storms of life, self-care, sisterhood, parenting, and much more. More importantly, we'll empower sisters to find hope in every situation, embrace her authentic self, and reclaim her power. Join me for Empowering Her with Monica. Ladies, welcome to November. It's official that the season of giving and thankfulness is upon us. So, let's get it going. So, all of October, we talked about domestic violence and um, the spooky truth about it. And um, so, this just for this episode, I want to talk about the after effects, you know, um, it's not just about leaving. There's more to it than packing a bag and walking out the door. So we're going to get into it and talk about some, um, the lingering effects of domestic violence in a survivor's life. So stay with me, stay tuned for empowering her with Monica. Okay, and we're back. And thank you for joining me for Empowering Her with Monica. So today's topic is leaving is not always the end. And so we're just going to get into it and talk about some lingering effects of domestic violence um, when the relationship is over. Um, So while women are often in um, abusive relationships, they experience more than one type of abuse. And as we discussed in previous episode, that, you know, there's physical, there's mental, verbal, um, emotional, sexual, um, financial. So there's all these different types of abuse. So the question of the day is, what happens when the relationship is over? And there's no more abuse. Is everything okay? Does she just pick up and keep it moving? What's going? What's really going on with our sisters? So <clears throat> today I want you to know that I know from firsthand experience that leaving does not mean it's over. Now, let's talk about our sisters that have children with their ex who may or may not have been the abuser. Um, But guess what? If there's children involved and he has parental rights and visitation, chances are abuse is still going on because he's now got, he now has an avenue in which he can use to further abuse her. And trust me when I tell you, 
most of them will use the children in a way to continue the abuse of the uh, woman. So then we move on and let's talk about health. Um, it has been estimated by the Stat Pearls um, Publishing Company that domestic abuse affects the health of 10 million people in the United States every year. Yeah, let me let me say that again for you. Domestic abuse affects the health of 10 million people in the United States every year. 10 million people. And we still don't want to talk about it. Okay. So the impact of domestic violence can be very heavy and often is. As again, I know firsthand. It can be um, the, the impact of domestic violence on a woman's life can be physical or it can be mental. Victims more often than not, when they were in the relationships, covered up the physical abuse or at least tried to because we wear masks. We wear makeup to cover up the black eye, to cover up the bruises. We wear long sleeves when it's hot outside, you know, pants when normally we would have on a skirt or some shorts. So I'm not, that's not to say that every woman that does that is covering up abuse. But I am saying that these are tactics that victims will use to try to conceal their bruises. And meanwhile, the aggressor or the perpetrator of the violence of the abuse, he keeps it moving. He doesn't have any bruises to cover up or conceal. And even if he does, you know, he uses that as a way to punish her even the more. So many domestic violence sufferers are often diagnosed with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I know that um, many people think that you have to be in the military to have PTSD, and that is not true. PTSD um, is people are diagnosed with PTSD if they have experienced or been through a traumatic experience. Military people often will experience traumas when in war. Um, and so if you ask me, as a survivor, I fought a war at home. I battled in my house. If not every weekend, every other weekend. 
And so when I did not want to be diagnosed with PTSD, and even when I was diagnosed with PTSD, I cried. I really had a hard time accepting that. But then I, I came to the realization that I have PTSD. It doesn't have me. So let me tell you some of the symptoms. Um, survivors with PTSD are often very tense. Um, they have trouble sleeping. They will often exhibit um, angry outbursts. And they tend to shut people out and do not want um, to do many or a lot of the things that they once enjoyed doing. Um, I do know that um, I, I can be tense. I, I've, you know, um, I, I know I have a very hard time sleeping. And uh, now the angry outbursts, I think because I know me, that I'm able probably to control those a lot better than some other people. So when I feel my feel that anger coming up or I I feel like I've been triggered, I know how to separate myself. So but that's something that you have to learn. Um then there's also anxiety. Um then anxiety is um your mind and your body reacting to a stressful dangerous or an unfamiliar situation um and i know i suffer with anxiety as well and matter of fact um i just got a call this week from someone talking about their anxiety and you know i think uh Anxiety is one of those things that goes undiagnosed a lot. A lot of times people don't know that that's what they're experiencing. Uh, and let me tell you some of the symptoms. Uh, feeling nervous, tense, panic, your heart rate increases. It could be uh, rapid breathing or hyperventilation um, and sweating. Now, when I started Daylight Inc., and um, every time I would do a speaking engagement in the beginning, I would be sick. I mean, um, because and also gastrointestinal um, complications or um, symptoms are a part of the anxiety because my stomach would cramp and i mean i would be like bent over sick just felt like i was feeling nauseated so anytime i was going to preparing for a speaking engagement the day of i had i fast because i was so scared that if i ate i was really going to be sick and so um but i there are many people I, you know, I think I've gotten it down so well that I can almost spot somebody 
across the room and tell when their, you know, their anxiety has them or they're, you know, they're about to blow, they're upset or they're, they're about to lose it because I know the symptoms and I know what it feels like. And I, you know, I can tell, you know, a lot of times what it looks like. Then there's depression. And depression is um, a serious mental health disorder. And its symptoms include sleeplessness in, uh, or increased sleep. You know, it's either you can't sleep at all or you're getting too much sleep. Um, a decreased appetite. Avoiding people. Um, lack of trust, especially in others. Um, and then low self-esteem. I suffer with depression as well. So I know about the sleeplessness. Um, I have no clue <laughs> about the increased sleep. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, uh, avoiding people. Yeah, because I'm good for, you know, not wanting to go any place, not wanting to be bothered with people, just want to be by myself. Um, lack of trust. I'm, I'm always watching. I'm always, I mean, I have, you know, I have, I have a circle. I have people that I do trust, but I'm always watching because I, I, I know people. And so I, I'm one that, you know, how the saying goes, never put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, that would be me. Um, and I would say in the beginning of all of this, I did suffer with low self-esteem. But as part of my healing process, I worked on my self-esteem and my self-confidence. So... I think that I'm, I am, well, it's not, I think, I know I'm in a better place now um, when it comes to my self-esteem, um, you know, I'm, I'm good at positive self-talk. I don't allow myself to do negative self-talk anymore. So, yeah. So domestic violence lingers even after the relationship is over. So one thing that I know people often say to um, victims is, why don't you leave? So we're going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to respond to that. Why don't you leave? Stay tuned for Empowering Her with Monica. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Empowering Her with Monica. So great news, ladies. I'm moving to Sunday afternoons. So I show used to post and air on Fridays at 8 p.m. We're now on Sundays at 1 p.m. So join me for Empowering Her with Monica on Sundays at 1 p.m. And bring a friend.
Okay, and we're back with empowering her with Monica. And so the question uh, that we've been talking about or we're going to start talking about is why doesn't she leave? So let me tell you what a woman has to face or things that she has to think about in, in even trying to plan to leave. So Okay, let's suppose if she's not working and you know he's the breadwinner in the house, then okay, now she's got to figure out where she's gonna get money from. How is she going to feed her children? Where are they going to go to school? How are they going to get to school? And where is she where is she going? Are you opening up your home to her and her kids? And even with that, how long are you going to, are you willing to let them be there? And are you willing to help her feed them, get them to school? You know, let's, let's really talk about that. You know, let's not just put, throw the question out there and then walk away and expect her to answer it. Let's really talk about it. You know, what, what are you willing to do? If she says, uh, I'll leave today if I could. Are you going to help me? What are you willing to do to help her to leave, to get to safety? And just because she leaves doesn't mean she's going to be, be safe. Because depending on what kind of man she's dealing with, they may come after her. So now, this is why I said, and the title of today's show is, Leaving is Not Always the End. You know, I know people have seen movies about how women have had to go underground to leave abusive relationships, change their names, go from state to state. Well, let me just tell you, that's not just TV. That kind of stuff happens in real life. Women have to leave, change their names, you know, change their hair colors, do all kind of things to get away from an abuser. So, okay, so now she's, you know, okay, what if she does work and she leaves? So now the thing is, okay, does she have money saved up where she can just go get an apartment? Does she have money saved up? So that she can just get a house or, you know, just uproot her, 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 her kids to, to, to keep it moving, keep it going. What people don't understand is that that's a loaded question. And then the other thing is, why didn't you ask him? Why didn't he leave? I mean, since he's so unhappy with her, he's doing all the beating up, the fighting, the raising sand, the calling of the names. Why doesn't he leave? Why is it that she has to leave? Why does she have to uproot her herself and her kids? I just asked. Please stop asking women that. 
please stop saying to her, why don't you leave? Because leaving is not about just packing a bag and walking out the door. Because a lot of women don't make it out the door. Sometimes they don't even make it to pack the bag. And if you've never experienced domestic abuse, then you have no clue what she's going through. She's a survivor if she made it through the night. Because it takes a lot of skill, patience to to know what to do and understanding of her situation to be able to at least be able to make it through the night. And if she is able to get away and get to a safe place, then she knows a lot more than you realize she knows. There are some men that are afraid of the police. So if she calls the police or if somebody else calls the police, okay, he'll back off. But then there's those men who could care less about the police or anybody else. And they're going to take it out on her even the more if the police show up, whether she called or not. So now here we are. We have a survivor that may that has she she made it out. But now she's not only fending for herself, she she may have two, three, four kids or even more that she's trying to take care of, trying to figure out where they're going to live, how they're going to sustain themselves. Where's the food going to come from? Where's shelter going to come from? And there aren't as many domestic violence shelters out there as there once were because funding has gone away. So a lot of them end up in a homeless shelter. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you want to leave your three-bedroom home and go sleep on a cot in a shelter? or even share a room with another parent and her children at a shelter. Please be careful what you say to survivors. Please be careful of the advice you give. If it's not advice that you wouldn't take for yourself, please don't give it out. If you don't hear anything else I say today, please, please, please. If you don't know what to say to someone you love that you think or know is in an abusive relationship, call somebody and get some advice on what to say to them or some information. Don't just tell them, well, honey, if I was in it, I, I wouldn't do this and I would no, because you're not in it. That's just it. You're on the outside looking in. 
You don't ha you have no clue what she's dealing with. While you're asleep at two or three o'clock in the morning, you don't know what she's dealing with. So for our healing work for this week, all I want you to do is think about how you could help a sister that either has left, needs to leave, wants to leave. You're helping if you just give her a number to an organization that can help her with a safety plan. Even if she's not ready to leave today, she can have that number. So whenever she's ready, they can help her with a safety plan. And if you're listening out there, you're in an abusive situation and you're not ready to leave yet, you can do a safety plan and it'll always be there when you're ready to leave. You're not alone and there's help for you. Thank you for joining me for empowering her with Monica. Please remember, leaving is not always the end. Thank you for tuning in to Empowering Her with Monica, a Daylight Inc. production. To connect with Monica, please visit Facebook at I Am Daylight or Instagram, I Am Daylight. Or you may visit our website at daylightinc.org.